Welcome into the Outlaw Lawyer. This week, Josh, Joe, and Cassandra discuss the law and how it affects everything around us. And as always, here at the Outlaw Lawyer, our attorneys tackle all the day's most urgent, burning legal questions, such as, did Alex Murdoch murder his wife and child? How do attorneys get paid? We'll get to that. And what is an easement? Got a lot to talk about on the program today, so stay tuned. The Outlaw Lawyer is next. And now, Outlaw Lawyer. Welcome into the Outlaw Lawyer. Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, joined by, as always, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, the power behind the Outlaw Lawyers. They're practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Also joining us from the Moorhead City office, Cassandra Nicholas, an attorney at Whitaker and Hamer. Offices located conveniently in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and the aforementioned Moorhead City. Uh, again, if you've got any legal situation you're facing, we have a phone number for you. You can always contact Whitaker and Hamer, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. And you can email your questions to the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. We'll answer those on a future program. Welcome in, guys. Good to see you. Good to uh, good to see you, too. I'm, I'm, it's good to be back in the studio. Joe, you're here with me. How are you? Hey, I'm here. <laughs> Cassandra. I'm as doing a, great. Good, good, good. Cassandra's with us. She's remoting in from uh, the Whitaker and Hamer office down in Moorhead City. Cassandra, how are you doing? So far, so good. So far, so good. That's good. <laughs> I uh, We haven't all been together in a week or two. We've all had attorney, lawyer commitments, been in court, uh, doing things like that. So we haven't been able to sit down together in a week or two. So it's good to, to get everybody together. Uh, I haven't been around... Uh, you guys in a while but how about uh how about college basketball how's that going for everybody good um it's it is oh it's going great josh <laughs> thanks for rubbing it in it's going man yeah there yeah. is college basketball how's it going for you well you know uh you better know better than expected better than expected yeah we uh as nc state fans uh we got to be pretty happy with what what the team's doing there with what they they got they were expected to be middle of the road and I don't know. We're probably uh, their top half of the road, top half of the yeah. road. So got a tough, got a tough road coming up, a tough stretch, but it's, it's not often we get together and, you know, we got a state, we got a state fan in studio. We got a Carolina fan in studio. We got a Duke fan in studio. And, and it's, it's nice to be able to talk about college basketball. And I didn't even know it had started. <laughs> I'm glad. I, you, this is the first I've heard of it. They played basketball in college, <laughs> but Duke, Duke, Duke and, Carolina struggling, struggling a little bit, a little yep. bit, a little yeah. bit. Little well, bit. I mean, looking at uh, AP top 25 for this week, obviously we tape the show midweek and it airs on the weekend, but so you, state's still in that. Oh yeah. UVA, uh, they're the highest ranked ACC squad at number eight, Miami 19, NC state at 22 receiving votes, Duke, Clemson, Pittsburgh, and there is no votes for the University of North Carolina. On the women's side, Duke, highest ranked at number nine and atop the conference. Notre Dame at 10, Virginia Tech, number 11, UNC 14, FSU 19, and NC State women are at number 22. Wow, the women are doing well at least. That's yeah. something. So, no, I mean, the NC State all around uh, doing quite well. You know, I don't, as a state fan, you know, state basketball, we've we've struggled for a while, and, and our struggles probably aren't over. We're having a better season than we expected, and it's good to see us on the upswing. I'm not that kind of state fan that as soon as Carolina and Duke do bad, like I I do a dance, right? It's better. Are they, you sure? The maybe, ACC is maybe when Carolina does bad, you, do you don't bad. you don't wiggle just a little bit in your seat. <laughs> the ACC is better when Wake 
State, Duke, and Carolina are all doing well. Very true. You know, I'd like State to be doing better than everybody else, but I I, I disagree with that. Um, as a as a Duke fan, when Carolina does bad, you know, I I just it makes me laugh. But some of that enjoyment is taken away when Duke is also doing bad. So I'd prefer to be doing really well. And and now you, I understand what you're saying. If they both suck for any prolonged period of time, it's detrimental to what makes it special, right? I don't care about that. I wonder if we could ask. Uh, so we're going to talk. We we you know on that law lawyer, we want to talk about the law. We want to talk about how the law shows up in the media. We want to give some information on legal things that may affect your day to day life. That's our goal here. We always start out though talking about uh, sports a little bit to get us going. Um, one of the things we're going to talk about in this segment is uh, we spent some time a couple of weeks ago talking about the, was it Chat GPT? GPT. Chat GPT. Yeah, I was going to try to log on and phone it in for this show and just let it answer <laughs> for me. But every time we do this show, it's the only time I've ever seen it where it's down every time. It's huge demand and it says it's down. So Really? So I have to pay attention. That's a lot. <laughs> well, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago because there was a there was a news story. Uh, Cassandra, remind us what that that news story was about it being so an attorney. A, yeah, yeah. There's there's a chatbot um, through a company called Do Not Pay that had made a lot of headlines saying that it was going to represent people in court um, on traffic tickets and stuff, and was offering a million dollars for anyone who would let it. Um, decide what they were going to say in front of the Supreme Court. That's apparently not the case anymore. Right. Um, the CEO tweeted, I'm just going to read it because it, I read it in a, like a really chipper tone. <laughs> he tweeted on a couple weeks ago, good morning, bad news. After receiving <laughs> threats from state bar prosecutors, it seems likely they will put me in jail for six months if I follow through with bringing a robot lawyer into a physical courtroom. <laughs> do not do not pay is postponing our court case and sticking to consumer rights. Yeah, so, you know, that's what the state bar does. So for folks who don't deal with the state bar every day, so the North Carolina State Bar, they're charged with, you know, by statute, they're charged with, uh, determining who's licensed to practice law, right? So they set up the bar exam. They determine what requirements a, you know, a, a prospective attorney has to meet before he can get issued a license. That's, and, they, and they regulate attorneys, right? So if there's a complaint, unethical behavior, you know, they, they, they adjudicate that for the most part. And they, that's how they govern who is licensed to practice law. And one of the things they do also is they, they kind of stamp out, they're in charge of, kind of uh, penalizing people who practice law without a license. So unauthorized practice of law is kind of under their purview. And so I guess that's what's happened here, right? This was a, a publicity stunt and uh, the bar, uh, whatever state, I'm not sure whatever state it was. Yeah, I don't remember either. But their bar said, hey, if you do this, this will be the unauthorized practice of law because the AI is not a person who can be license right chatbot can't get a license to practice law. they did pass the bar right so it, it did it did technically pass <laughs> some section of the virginia bar mm -hmm. yeah but you'll be using that to practice law and you, you can't do that right you're just using a mechanical aid um this reminds me when i was back in the day when i was in law school we had a we had a class that was called law office operation Management. That was the name of the class. You took that. You're like a real year. barn burner. Yeah, it was a very exciting <laughs> class. Uh, very functional. But I got taught a lot of things in that class that I ended up not using. Right. So this was uh, this was 20 years ago or some. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. 
it was 20 years ago, but it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. But I remember we had a laptop and we had, this guy had put like all the legal books that we would normally need reference materials, right? We, they were all on his laptop. And he's like, you can take this into court and you have every legal reference you need. And it was like on the CD, CD-ROM, right? Mm. And we were amazed. Floppy disk. Yeah, we were, we were amazed that you had all this reference material in one spot that you could pull up. Now, obviously, you know, it's on your phone. I could probably get it on my watch at this point, you know. But um, where was I going with that? I don't know, man. Um, (laughs) But you were going somewhere. I could feel that you were going somewhere. (laughs) Unauthorized practice of law. That's right, right. So that was just, that's an aid, right? That, you know, that was just an aid. It's a research aid, and that's how these chat bots are going to be viewed, at least for... Yeah, they're they're a research aid. They're an aid. Is it still down? Uh, I, I, trust me, I'll keep working on it, man. <laughs> trust, trust me. We were gonna ask. We were gonna ask it a bunch of questions. I wanted to ask. A, I wanted it to write. Um, I wanted it. To I was gonna r- tell it write this show <laughs> from beginning to end. <laughs> yeah, start want, to finish. I wanted to ask it to write a haiku about the current state of ACC basketball. And see now, how now, does your does your chatbot have an actual virtual voice? So there's there's the AI has developed so rapidly, right? So right. they've got the um because I was going to say if you have a voice, we could just you know we could sub in. Josh, yeah, Josh they, could they do tag that. out. So that, to speak. that is where it's going, right? <laughs> so there's all these variants of AI. You've got like art AI that can you can tell it what to draw and produce. They do have my understanding is they do have where you can replicate and and right now they don't have. My, I'm not a big enough celebrity. I'm getting there, <laughs> but I think you can uh, do some celebrity voices. Um, and replicate what they're saying, kind of reproduce the you know what they're saying with the AI. So, what so, voice would you guys choose if you had to have an attorney voice, either male or female, for for the chatbot? Yeah, Christopher Walken. Oh, Obviously, that's a good one. Max Headroom. What? No. And that and that that guy's name, Max Headroom. M- 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 Max yeah. Headroom. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. From right. MTV days. Yep. Way back in the day. Yeah. What about Morgan that was Freeman? a deep cut right Morgan there. Morgan Freeman, Julia <laughs> Roberts. I mean, they'd be good. Fran Drescher. <laughs> Who's the most famous? <laughs> what is the most famous celebrity, like, fictional character lawyer, would you say? Atticus Finch. Really? I'm talking about, like, in, in, in oh, current media, like, a, a movie that we've seen recently, like... That would be who you'd choose? Yeah. In terms of the voice. Oh, well, Matthew McConaughey. Not Matthew McConaughey. It's obviously Matthew McConaughey. He's, he's done it. Tom Cruise has done it. It's obviously Matthew McConaughey. Gregory Peck. Because he Come played on. Atticus Finch. Come on. <laughs> you Over with, Matthew McConaughey. Come on. Cassandra, are you sticking with Fran Drescher? Wait, <laughs> did you genuinely Fran say Fran Drescher? Yeah, yeah that's who's going to be uh, my voice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the chat. Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> Ah, chalkboard. <laughs> the uh, you guys are too young. You don't know who Max Headroom is, right? Oh, I do. No, no idea. I know. Yeah. I don't. I'm a dinosaur. I know exactly. I pretended to because I didn't want you to feel bad. <laughs> I thought you had said it wrong, and so I was. I didn't want you to get sad. <laughs> yeah, Max Headroom. Yeah, we all know who that is. Can you imagine if Fran Drescher was actually your nanny as a kid? Terrible. <laughs> No, I can't. I didn't watch <laughs> no. that show. I didn't watch that show. I'm aware of its existence. But. I, I, I bet you could. I bet you would struggle to get through 35 seconds of it. I really only know her from her role in Spinal Tap. Mm. I, I don't really. I can't say I've ever watched anything else Fran Drescher was in since what Spinal Tap come out. Was like that 82? enough Fran Drescher for you? Yeah. 
I'm sure she's done some other stuff. I'm just not familiar. She's done with the it. nanny, seven thousand episodes of it. Yeah, it did did good for her. It did good for her. All right, we have real legal stuff to talk about. We'll get we'll get back <laughs> we'll get back to the program here. But we we've got three things that we want to talk about today. Uh, pronounce this guy's name for me, Cassandra, because I just I cannot do it. Alec Murdoch. All right, we're going to talk about his trial. That's really, when you look at kind of legal topics in the news right now, that's really a trial that's dominating um, everything, right? So we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll give uh, our opinion, and our opinion is basically what Cassandra's opinion is on this, but we're going to give it to you. We're going to talk about, I have had this come up many times in the office uh, over the past couple of weeks. We're going to talk about what is an easement, right? What is an easement just in general, because we get that question a lot in a lot of different ways. So that's an exciting <laughs> real property law segment we have coming up. So I'm sure everybody will be waiting for that. And then we've talked about this once or twice before, but I think this is something that, that people just don't know. If you're not an attorney, you're not related to an attorney, you don't work in an attorney's office, how do attorneys get paid on different matters? Because attorneys charge differently depending on the type of law they're practicing, the type of case you have. And I think generally people are, that don't deal with attorneys every day, I think it can be confusing. And I get this question a lot. And so we're going to we're going to spend some time talking about how attorneys uh, get paid. So that's that's what we got coming up. All right. The outlaw lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, are your host managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm offices conveniently located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia and Moorhead City, where Cassandra Nicholas is chiming in from today. We've got more topics coming up. And if you've got a legal situation that you're facing, you can always call and ask questions of the firm. Here's the number 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information briefly what the call about and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch and you can always email your questions to the show questions at theoutlawlawyer.com we're back right after this Welcome back into the Outlaw Lawyer. We talk legalese each and every week. Your hosts, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer. They are the managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Offices conveniently located, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. And speaking of Moorhead City, that's where Cassandra Nicholas is joining us from. And it's always a pleasure to have her. If you have any questions legally that you are facing and you need answers to, you can always call the firm, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call's about. An attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And you can always email your questions to the program, questions at the Outlaw Lawyer. Uh, dot com and we will answer those on a future show well guys i'm a little tired today i was down uh i live here in raleigh i was down in uh the gastonia office yesterday so i was down there in gastonia i don't know what i don't know what radio channel we're on down in down that way but i was down in gastonia meeting with clients so it was good to get down there i'm i'm more in the uh the raleigh garner fuquay offices than i am uh our other offices but it was nice to uh i had some western well, they have Western-style barbecue down there. They don't have the Eastern-style. Yeah, it's the light tomato base. Yeah, which, is, you know, it, it 
you know, sounds disgusting to me, but it's not, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was, it was tasty. I wouldn't prefer it that way, but, uh, well, if you ever get up to Boone, there's a place Woodlands it's in Blown Rock. Mm. Uh, they do a nice job. It's a little lighter on the tomato base, a heavy tomato base absolutely ruins barbecue, my opinion. So the lighter, the better, but I'm an Eastern guy. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Uh, definitely Eastern. Uh, but I, I like to, I like to sample, I like to sample barbecue wherever. If I'm somewhere that's not Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Fuquay, um, I'm somewhere new. Like, I'll try any barbecue place, uh, you know, any one that I drive, I happen to drive by. But um, so I haven't the, – the whole point being I didn't have a chance to really catch up and do my do my Murdoch uh, information deep dive. But I know, luckily for us <laughs> – Don't worry. Cass- I've got it. Cassandra is, is uh, knee-deep in it. Uh, but I know everybody in America knows what's going on, Cassandra. But how th- I was surprised he got to trial this fast. I, I know it probably isn't very fast, but I feel like we were just talking about him possibly getting charged not too long ago. I feel like we got I feel like we got here quick. But no matter what, the trial is happening. Yeah. So I do want I'm sure everyone is caught up just as much as I am. But I do want to do just kind no. of like a 30 second recap of where we are currently with Alec Murdoch. Um, So he was a South Carolina attorney. He has since been disbarred. But on June 7th, 2021, that's when his life really started unraveling. Um, That's when his wife and son were murdered. Um, He is the one that found them, called 911. There's a very... um, dramatic 911 call that you can listen to that's been played several times during his trial already. But like a month or two after that, he, someone attempted to shoot him in the head and that was discovered within a day or two. He had hired a former client slash cousin to attempt to kill him to get insurance money for his living son. Mm-hmm. And it's been downhill since then. So he has a ton of financial crime issues. None of those have went to trial yet. He has 99 charges and 19 indictments for financial crimes. Yeah. um, For having stolen from friends, family, clients of his law firm, the law firm itself, totaling like $8.7 million dollars. So he is not currently on trial for those. He was charged last year with the murder of his wife and son. So that's the trial that's ongoing right now, is whether or not he did kill his wife and his son, Paul, and his wife, Maggie. Um, Interestingly, even though this trial is not about the financial crimes at all, the judge just ruled this week that prosecutors can bring in evidence of all of those financial crimes as potential motive for the murders. Uh, So they're really getting in the weeds about the financial stuff, even though it's not direct evidence of whether or not he killed his wife and son. Right. Yeah. If you follow, yeah. If you follow a lot of trials, you'll see that where a judge 
you know, there's a complicated, I don't know, somewhat complex rules of evidence, right? When things can come in and when things uh, get a judge won't let them come in, but things can come in, of course, not to prove that he's guilty of those crimes, but it mm-hmm. can, it can come in for certain applications. And so it sounds like here, the judge allowed it to come in to, to prove a motive because that's what they got to do, right? They got to prove why, why he did it. In their yeah. minds. And, and so these yeah. are South Carolina charges, and none of us are South Carolina attorneys, but I did look up the statute, the South Carolina statute specifically regarding murder, and it's really short and sweet. Um, murder is the killing of any person with malice aforethought, express or implied. Mm-hmm. So it's really, this case is hinging on malice aforethought, whether um, he intentionally killed his wife and son and you know planned it ahead of time it doesn't need to be very long ahead of time can be um really pretty quickly before the murders but that's that's essentially what the financial crimes are coming in for the purpose of showing is that he had a reason that he thought he needed to kill his family the only parts that I've really noticed, I, I saw the the defense. I don't know who called the witness, but I, I've seen like a lot of friends of the family come up and talk about how they don't believe Murdoch is is guilty of of this. Um, but it's yeah, there have been witnesses, um, friends and family, and other attorneys from his law office that have been on both sides of whether or not he could have done this um the cfo testified primarily about the money aspect of it so um they weren't commenting specifically on whether they thought he killed megan paul but the timeline wise the cfo reached out to alec murdoch to confront him about eight hundred thousand dollars missing from the firm account the morning he that someone the the morning that his wife and son were murdered um so timeline wise that doesn't help him and then i want to sorry i'm just diving right in no no i'm gonna interrupt you for a minute because i want i want to see is chat gpt is it up yeah well look man you know we were talking about we're not south carolina attorneys and i agree with that statement obviously um, but I do have access to a robot, <laughs> so I can tell you about South Carolina Code of Laws, Title 16, Chapter 3, Article 1, uh, and how that is the state's murder statute. I, I wonder, so I like to ask ChatGPT to write, like, different types of things. I want to see if ChatGPT can write us a haiku about Alec Murdoch. I'm several feet ahead of you in this game, um, and uh, I was doing that the whole time that that Cassandra was doing her deep dive. Right. Sadly, uh, it doesn't have a lot of lot of information about Alec Murdoch. It's probably also confused by the way his name is pronounced, just like you are. Right. Um, basically, he says as an AI language model, I don't have access to current information about specific individuals unless it was widely reported. But did produce a haiku. It's just not relevant. And it's in here's the haiku. It says in the field he stands. Alec Murdoch, fearless force, champion Sean's Bright. Champion what? Sean's Bright. It doesn't have anything about him murdering people <laughs> oh. or stealing money. So that's yeah. I, that seems like a like a. But he was about, in a field. <laughs> <laughs> what uh? While while we're while we're looking at this, see if I write a haiku about the current state of Atlantic Coast Conference basketball. Oh, I'm all over it. See if it can pull that. 
Yeah, you, you can keep talking. I'll, I'll work on it. <laughs> it's a robot, man. It's, it's going to take a couple of seconds. What, what stage of the trial are we in now? So what are we, we, the defense, we're not to the defense yet, right? It's still prosecution. No. Oh, we are. Okay. No, we're not. Yeah, we're still in prosecution. They're still calling prosecution witnesses. I think, um, I'm not totally sure of timeline, how much longer they think they have witness wise, but they've, they've got a lot to present. And then even like, this is an interesting trial. It's in a county that's kind of rural in South Carolina, but to pick the jury, they had 900 jury candidates. They had to weed through 900 jury candidates to get down to their 12 jury picks and six alternates. Yeah, because who doesn't know about this, right? I mean, that's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tell you, you wouldn't be on, on that, jury. that jury, and that's Cassandra Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> Foreman, come on now. He's shutting down the, the lawyers. Let me let me tell you. This <laughs> is how it's going to go. <laughs> we don't even need to present evidence. We'll just go. <laughs> Overruled. <laughs> What did, what did this yeah, thing I've tell I've only us? been called right. for jury duty here's your, here's your haiku. Once a giant tall, North Carolina now falls short. Basketball struggles. Is that what it says for real? Yeah, it's literally what it says. <laughs> genuine. That's genuine. Why, why are you chuckling looking at me? I mean, uh, I, I mean uh, look, it's just mean. Take, clip that. Take a picture of that. Yeah, oh. I, 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 we'll, put it, uh, we'll put it as the background. That's legit. That's legit. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. that. Yeah. Now, yeah. is that your chat bot or is that just a chat bot? I, I don't have my chat bot. <laughs> this is all of our chat bot. This could be anyone's chat bot. So, but I would, if I could create a is chat bot, NC, I would make NC a very chat bot. Chat bot. That we, we, we have a, an AI chat bot named Jarvis that helps us communicate with real estate transactions, but it would not probably respond to. Yeah, Jarvis is a very gentle yeah. It has little basketball knowledge, but can tell you a lot about <laughs> the, the practice of real estate. <laughs> it probably doesn't know what a haiku is. I don't know if we programmed it to know. No, what no, we didn't. I, I left out the, the haiku programming <laughs> we, package. We had to go ahead and launch version <laughs> 1.5 yeah. yeah. without haiku capabilities. A lot of our real estate clients do ask for poetry <laughs> during the closing. So. Uh, a full service law firm. So <laughs> how much longer do you think this trial is going to last, Cassandra? I I don't know. I think it's I think it's going to be ongoing for a little while because now that they're bringing the financial stuff in, like they've got like financial forensic accountants and it's they're into the boring stuff. They're losing some jury members now to sleep. Um, so I think it's going to be ongoing for a while before the jury gets to deliberate about any of this. Um, but there are issues with the alibi, too. So I think those are going to be big issues for Alec Murdoch. Yeah. How do you think you feel if, if during your murder trial, the jury just starts falling asleep? Is that a good thing or is that a bad no, thing? No, it happens too. You hear people get scolded for that. Yeah. Do uh, mm -hmm. we're coming up against a break before we get to the break. I want to, I want chat GBT to write a haiku about max headroom. Okay. I, I I've got to guess. It doesn't know about max headroom, Write A haiku about max headroom. I think Chat GPT should be like a co-host from now on. It, it, obviously, it already is. It's going to replace me. Well, if that's not a tease, I don't know what a tease is. We got to tune in to see if we get a haiku on Matt, 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 Max Headroom. So that's coming up next on the Outlaw Lawyers. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, and your host for this program. You can find them offices conveniently located: Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. And again, Cassandra Nicholas joining us from the Moorhead City office. If you've got a legal situation you're facing and questions about, well, really anything legal, you can always call the firm. 
firm, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Or you can email your questions to questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. And we'll answer those on future programs. We're back with more of The Outlaw coming up. Welcome back into the Outlaw Lawyers. Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer are your hosts, managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Offices conveniently located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. And joining us from the Moorhead City office, Cassandra Nicholas. She is remote, and we are talking all things legal. If you've got a situation you're facing, you've got questions, you can always call the firm. 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information briefly what the call is about. And an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And you can always email your question to the program questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. That's questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. And, of course, we'll answer those on a future program. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and now we're going to get into what is an easement. It's a very sexy tease for probably a topic that most people uh, wouldn't find super entertaining, but I'm telling you, it is one of the questions we get most frequently in our real estate litigation department is, you know, what is an easement? Do I have an easement? Does this person have an easement? What can I, how do I maintain the easement? Can this person block an easement? Easement questions we get all the time. I don't think we've talked about easements on the show before. So I figured this would be a a nice time to do a primer on easements. But what, what was our haiku on Max Headroom from our co-host Chat GPT? So our, our co-host Chat GPT has spit out our Max Headroom uh, haiku, and it goes a little something like this. It goes, Max Headroom, strange face, synthetic voice, broadcast king, futures first virtual. I don't even know what that last sentence means, but I, I dig it. <laughs> I'm, I'm really amazed. That's art. At, yeah, I'm really amazed at these haikus we get. I feel like we should put our names on them and start like putting Oh, they're, they're definitely our. I mean, it's our co-host. <laughs> it's our personal licensed co-host. We're going to start commit. Uh, I don't know what kind of fraud that is. If you don't make any money on it, you don't turn it into anybody. But our haiku, our haikus that we release freely to the public, we're going to take we're going to take credit for those. Um, all right. Easements. Joseph, you want to tell me what an easement is? Uh, so in, in its simplest form, right? It's just a right, uh, to, to, to travel over land essentially. Yeah. Why don't you ask chat GPT what, uh, easement is? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll uh, I'll do that. And we're going to get a great answer from, from probably better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a robot. I'm a human boy. <laughs> <laughs> and so an easement is the right to travel over, uh, use in some capacity, another person's land that's that's what an easement is like joseph says yes that it's it you 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 really expect chat gpt to work quickly and it's it's constrained by the internet man we're not on (laughs) we're not on 100 gig connection here (laughs) an easement grants right to use another's property for a specific need i think it actually did that as a haiku wow (laughs) (laughs) say it again (laughs) an easement grants right to use another's property (laughs) Like for a specific need. I didn't realize I had it in haiku mode. That's why it took so long. Uh-huh. Look, man, we might as well we might as well all just retire because Chat GPT 
Uh, that was great. I, I want I want to be the lawyer who practices law but only speaks in haikus. And haikus, yeah. <laughs> and chat, I've always wanted it, but I yeah. just didn't know how I was going to do it. And you now it. I you think I know how we're going to do it. All right, so so I'll give you the most common instance of an easement, right? Let's say I have 10 acres, and I decide I'm going to split my 10 acres up. I live on five acres of it, but I'm going to split it up. I'm going to create a new five-acre lot. You know, you got to go through the the county, right? The county or the town. You got to record a plat. You got to you you get everything approved, and you you make this new five-acre lot, and you deed it to somebody who's going to build a house on there. They don't have to build a house, but you deed it to somebody. They got to have access to it, right? So you can give them an easement a, lot, a bunch of different ways, right? There can be an easement on the plat you have recorded, right? A private road, a shared driveway, but they're they're going to cross over your piece to get to a public road, right? It's easements. The most common ones that we get questions on are access easements, and it's people getting from their property to a public road, right? So you 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 buy a piece of land. One of the things we do as as closing attorneys, as real estate attorneys, is we make sure you have access. And if it access is anything less than public access, whether it be a shared driveway, a private access easement, uh, we're going to search that up and make sure it it looks good. And 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 so that's that's what I'm kind of focusing on today. There's utility easements, uh, you know, um, all kinds of easements, but access easements is what I wanted to focus on. And uh, so we, we get that call a lot, and there's a lot of different ways you can have an easement. We The ones we just talked about are all express easements, right? It's on a plat. It gets deeded to you. Um, and, and those run with the land, right? So as long as the land is in its state there, um, 100 years from now, somebody's going to have that easement, right? If you deed somebody an access easement, uh, a true easement runs with the land. It'll be here for hundreds and hundreds of years until the parties get together and, and change that relationship. And so it's very important to understand how those get formed uh, because they're they're fairly permanent. And a lot of people don't don't necessarily like that or, or get confused because someone is crossing over your your land. There's a you know a dominant track and a servient track and and just get a ton of questions. But um, I'm trying to think of the most recent question I got on easements. So and and while you're thinking of that um, you know, you talked about access easements, another extremely common type of easement that we see every day. Don't get as many questions about them, but it, but again, it's something you see on on virtually every subdivision plat or, or you know, map of, of, a, of, a, of a place where people live. And that's a utility easement, which is, uh, mm-hmm. again, not not for the per, not for the sole purpose of accessing property. But it basically says that, you you know, utility companies can come on to your property, onto these easement areas and either access or change whatever the infrastructure is that sits on that. So think uh, potentially water pipes, cabling, uh, electrical grid infrastructure, things like that. Yeah, we'll have a lot of people call the office and be angry that somebody is using, you know, their land in a certain way or, you know, Time Warner cables out there digging up, uh, you know, digging something up. And and you can usually go back to the recorded plat, the register deeds. You can look at them like, well, yeah, they got a, you know, they got a 10 foot easement on that side of your property and they, they can do that. Right. And um, a lot of people don't realize that because, again, that's not, you know, when you get a deed, generally speaking, you're going to get a deed that's going to take exception to, to easements of record. But it's not going to that deed's not going to specifically spell out like this 10 foot utility easement that sits on your property. So it's a thing that you really wouldn't even know was present 
unless you took the time, went to look at your plat and understood exactly where it was, you just have to assume that if you have electricity at your home, that there is a, a there is some form of utility easement, uh, you know, on your property in some fashion, most likely. You know, every so often we get the call too, where you know you've got like a private road, right? So you you know you're on Highway 401. And there's a private road. Usually it's a dirt road. It, it comes off and it goes down a ways. And there's 10, 12, 15 property owners that all access the public road, Highway 401, over this this dirt road, this gravel road, even paved, right? It's just a private road. And so that road belongs to somebody and everybody else just has an easement to transverse it, right, to, to cross over it. Uh, ingress and egress a lot of times you'll hear in in legalese but um you know there's rights you know and and we'll get a call where someone like three lots back has blocked everyone else right they've just decided right or wrong like hey i own this road or you're screwing it up i'm gonna block it and you you can just never block an easement right you're always in the wrong if you're blocking uh, a, a legitimate easement um but we see that come up from time to time. That's usually a pretty urgent call. Yeah, don't do that. And then for, for my nice coastal office out here, one that a more exciting easement that I encounter a lot is an easement with rights to water access. Uh, and that can be a really valuable easement to a property, making sure that you have access to the ocean. Yeah, we see that a lot, too, in like kind of lakefront communities, you know, having access to the lake, having access to the to the beach. That's usually, uh, you know, there might be some public access, but having private, you know, a private easement, private access to to things like that's a really big deal. And, you know, there's things you can or can't do with an easement. You can't destroy an easement. You can't overburden an easement. I can't give you a 10 foot easement as a shared driveway and then you build 500 apartments and then use that little 10 foot access for all 500 of those you know, people who live in apartments on your new your new lot that you just got, you can't overburden, you can't overuse, you can't destroy. There's there's maintenance requirements, right? You know, there's there's all kinds of things with easements, and especially if you know you're sharing an easement with someone you don't get along with or someone who doesn't really seem to take care of it. Just a lot of opportunity for disagreement. Yes, but that's 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 a quick that's a quick few minute. Uh, introduction to easements, uh, but it, again, something we see a lot of, um, and I guess I'll leave it at that. Yeah, if you guys ever wanted that deep, 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 <laughs> deep dive on easements, you just you write in, you let us know. We'll do an easement show. We'll talk about easements yeah. by prescription. We'll talk about easements by necessity. Mm. We'll take you down, take you into the real exciting corners of, of uh, real property law that I know everybody's jonesing for. <laughs> All right, next up, we're going to ease into this next topic, and that's how do attorneys get paid? Hmm, we've hit this before, but a lot of people are asking that question, so we'll hit it one more time. The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, Managing Partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Also, Cassandra Nicholas joining us on the program from the Moorhead City office. And again, convenient locations for these offices, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and again, Moorhead City. If you've got a legal situation you're facing, maybe some questions, you can always call the firm, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Or you can email your questions to the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. We'll answer those on a future program. We're back right after this.
The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer. Managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, the power behind this program and convenient office locations for you. Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. And Moorhead City is where Cassandra Nicholas, also an attorney at Whitaker and Hamer, is joining us as we continue our legalese discussion. If you have any situation you're facing, you've got some questions, we have a number for you and you can get some answers. Here it is, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call's about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And you can always shoot us a question at the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. We'll answer those on a future program. So, gentlemen, this is the next question. How do attorneys get paid? Well, this this really confuses folks. So, you know, at Whitaker and Hamer, we're a firm that does several you know, we practice several different areas of law. We have different attorneys who kind of spend their time doing different things. So we've got our litigation folks. We've got transactional folks, real estate folks, personal injury folks, family law folks. We we have a bunch of different practice areas by design. We, we have a lot of clients. You know, we're a statewide law firm. There's not a ton of those in in North Carolina who can kind of cover the entire state of North Carolina. And, and we can, not on everything, but on a lot of things. And so when people call in, if they've used us a couple of times for different areas, they may have some questions. Uh, but I thought we would we would do this. And we've talked about it before in a different context, but it's been a while. So uh, basically different attorneys charge different ways. And so I think most, I try to think of most areas where people who aren't practicing attorneys, right? When will, when would most people need an attorney? And I think the thing that comes up most for folks is probably, well, I would say estate planning, right? Everybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and most, most attorneys that, you know, there's, there's three types of fees, right? So if you, if you have a ticket, right, if you get like a speeding ticket or you're charged with a crime or you're going in to deal with an attorney for maybe estate planning, like a lot of those things are done by basically flat fee, right? So if you get a ticket in this county, an attorney would charge you blank amount of dollars, basically. And if for some reason it became overly complex, they probably have a system to charge you maybe a little bit more. But those are those are services, and there's some I'm probably not naming, right? But there's a lot of services where an attorney or a law firm is just going to have a flat fee. And they'll say, hey, we'll do that for you. You need us. We'll charge $100. I don't know what you know, a hundred bucks, we'll charge you a hundred bucks for that. Right. And I think you're going to see that normally in the cases where it's, it's a more of a transactional type of thing, something that the attorney understands the amount of time it's going to take. They've done it before. They've kind of reduced it to a science in terms of, I know how much time I'm going to spend on this matter. So I can give you this flat fee calculation because I know it's going to be a fair, arguably fair, depending on who the attorney is, right. Uh, price for the service that I'm providing to you. So again, that's going to, it's something that you do see, um, and like you said, I think you covered most of the, the practice areas that you're generally going to see that flat fee associated with. Yeah, so you, you've got kind of this flat fee, so you might call our office because we handle both of those areas, right, and tell us what you need and be like, all right, we'll be happy to do that for you. This is what, we'll, this is what we charge, right? And some attorneys may charge more, some may charge less. You know, uh, attorneys kind of have a broad discretion on, on what to charge. You know, they, they figure out, they calculate what their time's worth. Uh, they've got, every attorney has different overhead, right? So um, you definitely, something you can probably shop around for depending on the confidence you have in the attorney that you're, you're talking to, right? Um, so that's, that's a flat fee. And so you may call us for that and we'll say flat fee. And then you'll call us for something else. And we're like, well, 
uh, that we'll take that on a contingency, right? So a contingency fee is usually associated with injury law, right? So a lot of the attorneys that advertise on TV, advertise on the radio, a lot of those are folks who handle what we call personal injury from car accidents, right? Slip and falls, uh, workers comp, uh, things like that. So this injury law area, it's pretty common uh, for attorneys to not charge you anything. Those are the attorneys that say, hey, if you don't if you don't win money, we don't get money, right? If you don't get paid, we don't get paid. That's a contingency fee where they say, all right, we believe in your case. We'll take your case and we're going to work on it for free. Um, but we're going to take whatever it is, 25%, 35%, 40%. We're going to take a certain percentage of your recovery, right? So if you recover 100 grand and that attorney agreed to take 33%, they're going to get 33, 333,000 as, as their fee, right? So you're not coming out of pocket up front, which is important to a lot of folks, but the attorney is going to get paid a portion, a percentage of your recovery. And so that's contingency law. Um, and that seems like that seems like a very popular form of payment because on TV, most of the commercials are injury attorneys, and that's how most injury attorneys get paid. Yeah, I'd say that's the vast majority of, of those cases. And, um, uh, you know, seems far better, right, than, than paying out of pocket, obviously, especially up front. And um, it's it's the, the standard of practice in that area. And it makes a lot of sense because, you know, you don't you don't have to come out of pocket. You don't you don't your attorney doesn't recover unless you recover. Um, but at the same time, you know, be cognizant. It you're it is a, a generally going to be a decent percentage of whatever that recovery is. So at some point, you know, there's there's going to be a pay payoff uh, coming to that attorney for that amount. But again, you're you're a lot of times you're talking about substantial, substantial amounts of work being done with with you know on the attorney's sure, yeah. attorney's point a risk of never recovering a dollar you know um, and because of that the attorneys that are taking those types of contingency cases also use their discretion a lot more up front about which cases they're actually taking so unless you have a very strong case um contingency may not an attorney may not take your case on contingency. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. So an attorney, you're kind of a partner with an attorney on your on your injury matter, right? If they've taken it on a contingency, that means they think your case has value, right? They think you're going to recover. Your chances of recovering are better than not recovering. And uh, and usually there's some damage there, right? So you've you've suffered an injury, um, probably of a serious nature, and, and the, the attorney sees value. An attorney is not going to work for free on a case that they don't believe in right it's uh so yeah you may have a case that's good but maybe the value of it you know luckily you weren't injured that much in the car accident and you know maybe there wasn't a lot of property damage um but a, a injury attorney is probably not going to see a lot of value in that case because everything your recovery is based on your damages so certainly if you have a serious car accident you have a serious injury you have a big workers comp claim attorneys will are going to want to work with you on those on a contingency basis but if you if you're an offender bender and the insurance company is just doing you wrong on property damage, that's something that an attorney's not going to take on contingency. But I think a lot of clients who don't deal with attorneys every day kind of think everything, like every attorney works on everything as a contingency. I, I see that a time or two, uh, especially in this kind of next set. So any almost any other issue is going to require some sort of consultation with an attorney, right? If you're if you're thinking about getting divorced or you've got child custody or, or other family law issues, that's just usually going to require you paying an attorney to consult 
on what needs to be done. What are the next steps? A lot of business laws like that, right? You know, if you get sued for something, um, if somebody's suing you for something, a lot of times you're just going to have to go to the attorney, who, an attorney who's got experience in that area, and they're going to charge you, you know, who knows, you know, upwards of, yeah, I've seen $500 an hour. I've seen a lot less, right? But depending on the attorney and their knowledge, they're going to charge you a consultation fee to sit down with them and kind of ask you questions, figure out what's going on and give you their recommendations. And then you can hire them uh, usually on an hourly basis, right? So that usually would be a retainer fee, right? So you pay a consult, you sit down with an attorney, you like that attorney, you like that attorney's advice on a litigation matter or a family law matter or business law matter. And that attorney will say, okay, well, you know, I'll take a grand as a retainer fee and I'll bill you as I work on it, right? So a retainer fee goes into our trust account. There's a lot of rules on how attorneys have to manage their trust account that Mr. Murdoch didn't follow. Uh, but that money sits there. That's your money. It just sits there. And as we do work, usually on a monthly basis, we'll bill hourly for the work that we did or paralegals did or things like that. Usually we can give you a ballpark on what we think the total cost is going to be. Uh, but the point being, contingency arrangements only account for a small area of practice and I would say mostly injury law. Yeah, I think that's yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah. So that's the biggest question. A lot of times people will want to consult with us about something that we would never take on a contingency basis. They're told that there's going to be a consult fee of some kind, you know, um, and I think that confuses some folks. So I, I thought it merited uh, a couple of minutes here on the, on the show to just talk about that. And of course, if you ever have any questions, uh, you know, you're never charged anything to just call us or shoot us an email or let us know what's going on. Uh, we're very transparent. That's always been our, our, our thing here at the firm, Whitaker and Hamer. We're never going to charge you without telling you ahead of time that something is going to cost money and how much it's going to cost. We don't, we don't want you uh, surprised by any of that. So that's a quick lesson on how attorneys get paid. The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, where you can find them. Offices conveniently located, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Farina, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. They are the managing partners of the firm, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. And joining us from that Moorhead City office is Cassandra Nicholas. If you are looking at a legal situation and you've got questions, well, we've got an opportunity for you. Call this number, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Again, there's no charge. Uh, you can email your questions to questions at theoutlawlawyer.com and get some answers there as well. But if you call that number, 800-659-1186, remember to leave your name, contact information, briefly what that call is about. We're back on the other side. We'll wrap this one up. Welcome back to the Outlaw Lawyers. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, are your hosts. They're practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. And we have offices conveniently located, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. And joining us from the Moorhead City office is attorney Cassandra Nicholas, also with Whitaker and Hamer. And we are going to wrap it up, guys. Well, you know, I've, en I've enjoyed having uh, chat GPT help us out on our hosting duties for me, Joe and Cassandra, kind of helping us out here. We had asked, uh, again, going back to Duke, NC State, and Carolina, uh, we had a Carolina haiku earlier, which was fantastic, I felt like. That's one of the best. I, there, it's, gonna, it's a front runner for the top 
10 haikus of 2023 list already. But during the break, we asked we asked our, our colleague, ChatGPT, to write a poem on NC State and Duke. But since we only had a Carolina haiku, and, and Joseph, can you let us know what it did? Yeah, the haiku wasn't that impressive, but the poem, I'll give you the first stanza because it's a beauty. And it's uh, Duke and NC State, two giants of the game, battling on the court with fame and glory at stake. Their players, fierce and fast, move with grace and skill. The roar of the crowd sends shivers up the hill. <laughs> I got I got some good haikus for you. I asked it to write a haiku about uh, Josh Whitaker, the lawyer. <laughs> and I got a couple, man, and they're great. Right. Yeah, the first is Josh Whitaker, wise. Legal battles, he wins with ease. World's greatest lawyer. That's, that's, that's a pretty good one, but it's not as good as this one. Jake, this one's, this one's on the nose. You ready? Josh Whitaker's mind. Focused on law, not on films. Peace and work, not play. Wait a minute. Where's Simpsons? Where, where are the Simpsons in there? Look, look, I think, you know, we have a firm website, wh.lawyer. If you ever get bored and you want to go to the firm's website instead of Outlaw Lawyer's website, so wh.lawyer. We all have firm bios. A lot of us have firm vid- videos in our bios to kind of introduce you, introduce ourselves. I think we need to include a chat GPT generated haiku about yeah. every attorney. I do too, man. We can work mm-hmm. on that today. <laughs> We've got yours already. Yeah. You're ready to go. Yeah. We're not going to court at all today. We're going to clear the schedule. This is all we're going to do today. Yeah, I'm going to get it to write a bunch of promos for our law firm too that we can just deliver and pretend like they were ours. See if it'll write a promo. I, I, well, Whitaker and Hamer, expertise in every field, justice served with pride. <laughs> Wow. Good, right? That is good. Yeah. Justice. Is. Did you make that up or did that come from the chat? No, box? man. Come on. I don't make I can't I made well, up pretty good. I can't. made up the prompt I typed into the chat by. I gotta get some credit for that. <laughs> we can't compete. We're gonna have to let all of our marketing people go. We can't compete. Yeah, you, if you're listening to this, you're fired. It sounds oh. like we're fighting in like an ancient Japanese battle. <laughs> and that's our that's our promo. With a passion for law and a commitment to our clients. <laughs> You can trust in, to trust us to defend your rights and fight for your cause. It's it's gonna have to write all of our scripts now. It's just, this is really good, man. Like I would hire us if I read this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll it, do it. We'll do a promo. We'll do something for the show, Outlaw Lawyer. Outlaw Lawyer. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> do a promo <laughs> for my great radio show, The Outlaw Lawyer. <laughs> oh, it's gonna do it. Listen up, folks. <laughs> Get ready for the wildest ride on the airwaves with the Outlaw Lawyer Radio Show, hosted by the one and only Your Name in Brackets. <laughs> That's actually fantastic. That's Look, man, yeah. this is going to revolutionize our lives, I feel like. Yeah, we're all going to be obsolete. <laughs> well, anyway, I, we like to have fun on the show. I always tell you, we're real attorneys. We do real legal things uh, every day. Um, we're as qualified to help you as the folks with the TV advertisements, with talking dogs, right? We're we're here to help. You know how to get a hold of us. Uh, Morgan, you got that information for everybody? I do, absolutely. We are wrapping up the Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer. Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm is where you can find them. They're the managing partners, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Also joining us from Moorhead City, Cassandra Nicholas. If you've got a legal situation, if you want to get in touch and ask those questions, again, this is no charge. 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information. Briefly what that call is about. And an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And you can always email your questions to the show questions at theoutlawlawyer.com and we will answer those on a future program. Well, another edition of the Outlaw Lawyers in the books for Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, and Cassandra Nichols. I'm Morgan Patrick. We'll see you on the radio next week. 
licensed to practice law in North Carolina. Some of the guests appearing on the show may be licensed North Carolina attorneys. Discussion of this show is meant to be general in nature and in no way should the discussion be interpreted as legal advice. Legal advice can only be rendered once an attorney, licensed in the state in which you live, had the opportunity to discuss the facts of your case with you. The attorneys appearing on the show are speaking in generalities about the law in North Carolina and how these laws affect the average North Carolinian. If you have any questions about the content of the show, contact us directly.